This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. The number of pedestrians killed in car crashes is on the rise in the U.S. A new report from the Governor's Highway Safety Association says that 6,590 pedestrians died on or along roads in 2019, which is up about 5% compared to 2018, and it's the highest total since 1988. Pedestrian deaths now represent a higher percentage of all car crash deaths, from 12% in 2009 to 17% last year. Part of the reason they're on the rise is the consumer shift from sedans to trucks and SUVs. According to NHTSA, pedestrians are two to three times more likely to die from being struck by a pickup or SUV than by a passenger car. Other factors include alcohol, distraction from smartphones, and more pedestrians dying at night. This problem is why automakers must now equip vehicles with pedestrian protection systems in order to earn a top safety pick plus from the IIHS. There's a fascinating court case involving Tesla that is going to end up setting a legal precedent. It involves a Tesla owner who had autopilot engaged when he says it suddenly veered left, crossed the oncoming lane, and crashed into a ditch. The driver blames Tesla, while Tesla blames the driver. But here's where it gets interesting. The LA Times reports that Tesla has all the data that can prove what happened, but it refuses to release the data. It told the driver and his lawyer to get data from the black box, or event data recorder. All car owners have legal rights to black box data, but on Tesla's, it does not record data from autopilot. Only federal safety regulators have access to operation information from a corporation. But several people have been getting killed in Teslas with autopilot engaged, and it's likely the courts are going to step in at some point to make safety-related data more accessible. Ward's Intelligence is forecasting that the SAR in the U.S. market will come in at 16.6 million units. A year ago, the seasonally adjusted annual rate was slightly lower at 16.5 million. Ward says it expects Ford and Nissan to post lower sales, but just about every other automaker will see an increase. Of course, this does not take into account any production delays or stoppages due to the spreading coronavirus. The fastest way to develop new automotive technology is to develop it on the racetrack. Motor racing engineers are some of the best and brightest and have to find solutions immediately. And on AutoLine After Hours this afternoon, we're going to be talking about a new racing series that's all about racing autonomous cars. John Warniak from SEMA will be on the show to talk about what the cars will be like and where they'll race. And we'll also have the auto extremist Peter DiLorenzo, who proposed a hydrogen racing series some years ago and knows all about the struggles and issues with trying to start a new series. So join John and Gary for a great discussion on how competition can improve the breed. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world.
Wards points out that more automakers are adding all-wheel drive as an option to their passenger cars. Five years ago, there were 55 cars with all-wheel drive in the U.S. market. Today, there are 75. A key reason why is that automakers with passenger sedans are trying to entice customers who otherwise want a crossover or SUV because they offer all-wheel drive. Nissan already offers all-wheel drive on the Altima. Toyota is adding it to the Camry and Avalon, and Hyundai is expected to add it to the Sonata next year. The expected take rate isn't that great, about 15 to 20 percent, but they're hoping this will help slow the downward slide in sales of passenger cars. Volkswagen revealed the new GT versions of the Golf, including the GTI, GTE, and GTD. The automaker has previously shown the new Golf, but the sporty models have their own unique touches. A colored line runs across the top of the headlamp assemblies and through the grille. It's red on the GTI, blue on the GTE, and silver on the GTD. This line is mirrored by an LED strip in the headlamps and grille. The lower air intakes are larger and feature a honeycomb pattern. The calipers are painted red. The fenders are wider. The rocker panels or lower sills are black. There's a front splitter design element, and they all have a spoiler that extends from the roof. As for the interior... The GT models have a sporty steering wheel, golf ball shifter knob, and seats with plaid inserts. Under the hood of the GTI is a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder that makes 245 horsepower and 273 pound-feet of torque, and it can be mated to either a 6-speed manual or 7-speed dual-clutch transmission. The GTE pairs a 1.4-liter turbo engine with an 85-kilowatt electric motor, which combines for 245 horsepower and 295 pound-feet of torque. A 13-kilowatt-hour battery pack provides up to 60 kilometers or 37 miles of electric range. And lastly, the GTD features a 2-liter four-cylinder diesel with 200 horsepower and 295 pound-feet of torque and is matched with a 7-speed dual-clutch trans. PSA's luxury brand DS is showing off a pretty wild concept called the Aerosport Lounge. It features a powertrain setup based on the one it uses in the all-electric Formula E racing series, which results in some pretty impressive figures. A 500-kilowatt electric motor produces 680 horsepower and would rocket this concept from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in just 2.8 seconds and a floor-mounted 110-kilowatt-hour battery pack would return more than 650 kilometers or over 400 miles of range. While that does sound impressive, as its name suggests, this concept is more about improving aerodynamic efficiency while still providing a striking design. For example, there's functional winglets on the hood and large side air vent curtains highlighted by a thin LED strip. Ford is expanding its electric scooter startup, Spin, outside of the U.S. The company will launch the dockless e-scooters first in Cologne, Germany this spring and roll it out to other cities in Germany after that. It's also eyeing France and the U.K. to introduce the service as well. Spin currently operates in 60 cities and 25 universities across the U.S. And if you'd like to learn more about e-scooters and micro-mobility, check out our auto line this week that dives into that topic. 
Just look for the link in the transcript or look for it in the description box below. While the last Chevy Impala will roll down the assembly line today at GM's Detroit Hamtramck plant, which is being converted to build electric vehicles. The sedan was first introduced in 1958, but GM decided to axe the model, along with most of its other passenger car lineup, back in 2018. Over the course of its run, Chevy sold nearly 17 million units globally, but last year, sales dropped to just under 45,000. Sad to see an iconic nameplate go away, but with the dramatic drop in sedan sales, it's not too surprising to see GM walk away from that segment. But that's it for today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.